0: everybody how you all doing hope you are having a wonderful day whenever you are listening to this so today we got we got a lot to go over a lot to talk about first and foremost I I should bring up that Connor is not with us today this is a slow solo run episode Connor is still kind of getting situated in Costa Rica and he should be joining us next week so we'll Be eagerly waiting for his return and to hear all the stories and experiences that he's had in Costa Rica so far. But anyway, yes, today, solo, solo podcast, which means I can kind of talk about things that are more, that I am more personally interested in, stuff that I probably normally wouldn't bring up in a show with someone else because it just isn't a topic to bring up. And I'm looking at my list, I'm I'm trying to figure out where to start. I think we gotta start off with the big news of the week. So Nintendo had a direct this this past week where they announced a lot of new games. And I ended up watching it. I was kinda skimming through it. And you get to a point where they say, Hey, here's our cast. We're gonna talk we're gonna announce our cast for our upcoming Mario movie. So for those of you who didn't know, Nintendo is making a Mario movie in partnership with Illumination Studios, so the company that has made films like Despicable Me or The Grinch or The Minions. So a pretty pretty good animation company. And so they ended up... They, they, were, they were announcing the cast on this direct. And this was... Up to this point, it's, it was a 40-minute direct. Up to that point, I was kind of... Okay, whatever. I, there were no... At the end of the day, there were no video game announcements throughout that entire direct where I was like, "Oh, I can't wait for that." It was all just meh for me, at least. But we get to the movie part, and it piques my interest. So they so they start off they start off by announcing Chris Pratt as Mario. So they're like, "Hey, Chris Pratt is Mario. I am so excited for this." That's what they were saying. And my first reaction, and I'm still. Out of all the casts they did announce for this film, this is still the most questionable, in my opinion. So I saw Chris Pratt more, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. That's a little—seems off character. But okay, well, Chris Pratt, big name. That's a big AAA Hollywood actor, so okay, that's cool. And he's done voice acting before and Onward, the Pixar film, and he's also voiced Emmett in the Lego movie, so he has experience. And then they announced Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. That was the second person they announced, and I, after seeing that, I said, "Okay, that's that's perfect. That's that just fits so well." And for those of you who don't know Anya Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Joy, uh, you would possibly recognize her. Or, or her big big thing she's done recently was the Queen's Gambit, the Netflix miniseries. She was the main leading actress in that in that series. So I saw that, I said, okay, that's actually, that's good. I I like seeing her as Peach. I think she'll do a great job. It's this next announcement, the, the person playing Luigi. After I saw who was playing Luigi, I was sold on the whole film. I didn't need to see anything else. They did show more after this, but I didn't need to see anything else after seeing this person cast as Luigi. And so they, it goes to the next slide, and it's Charlie Day as Luigi, at this point I kinda lose it. I, I post it on my Instagram. I say what what's going on? Charlie Day as Luigi. This is amazing. And I've I've posted a meme of, of uh Charlie Day as Charlie from It's Always Sunny. There's a there's a scene there's a scene from It's Always Sunny where Charlie Day is eating a thing of spaghetti and he's asking, What is your spaghetti policy here? And someone just photoshopped the Luigi hat on him. But I love I love Charlie Day and I, I May have said this before on the show, but it's always sunny is one of my favorite shows of of all time. It's a it's a very funny show, going to be the longest running sitcom very soon with their upcoming season. So I was I was beyond stoked to see Charlie Day as as Luigi. I think he's going to be great. He, and I don't know. Charlie Day also has uh, voice acting experience. He was also in the Lego Movie with Chris Pratt, so he's he's got experience. I love to see him. I love. I love Charlie Day, so I was, I was stoked at that point. I was very stoked. Next slide, Bowser. Jack Black. Jack Black as Bowser. I, I'm in love. I'm in love. Mario Mario film could not come soon enough. Jack Black as Bowser. Jack Black, he's going to bring some crazy energy. I mean, if you just would watch the Kung Fu Panda series, the energy he brought to that character, to Poe, I think he's going to do great with, with Bowser. I think he can do he, he has a lot of potential here, And I really like seeing Jack Black as Bowser. The next person they went on to was Toad, and they have Keegan Michael Key as Toad, very, very popular guy in the, in the comedy world. And I think that might be a very interesting take on Toad, because Toad generally is kind of the toss-side sidekick for Mario. But now they're giving Toad this comedic personality with King and Michael Key. I think it could be very I think it could be very good. I, I think the payoff could be positive and, and I'm excited to see him portraying Toad. And now the last person they, they announced, the last notable person they announced, was Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. And yes, it does sound very off. Kind of like the Chris Pratt one, like like it doesn't sound like Chris Pratt would could or should fit Mario, and it doesn't sound like Seth Rogen should fit Donkey Kong. But I'm excited to see Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I think I think it could be really good. I'm excited for it. It it's it, I'm I'm just very excited for this film. They also have uh, Charles Marne,t uh, coming back. He's the actual voice of Mario. He's going to be doing a couple cameos throughout. The film and the film comes out December twenty first of next year, twenty twenty two. So in about just just a little over a year. But yeah, they announced they announced this cast and I I kind I lost it. I I'm I'm so in love with this cast. I I love literally all the actors, and so it's I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see this Mario film now after seeing the craziness that is this cast and i didn't really expect because i i like knew there was maybe a mario movie in development i didn't know it was an illumination illumination studios with big giant cast i i did not expect this nintendo overperformed here in my opinion and i'm i'm very excited for it i i think i think it's going to be fantastic so that was the big that was the big nintendo news really just big news in general it's it's I think it's going to be a very popular holiday season film people are going to go see next, next winter. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Next, there's, there's, a, couple, there's a couple other things, <laughs> big, big news. A lot of big things happened this past week. The next, the next has to deal with Taco Bell. So over the past couple months, the chicken sandwich, sandwich wars have been raging. You've seen plenty of fast food places say, hey, we got this new fancy chicken sandwich. Come try it. It's the best yet. A lot of places, Popeye's is doing this, McDonald's, Wendy's, they're all saying, hey, come try our new chicken sandwich, KFC. And let me just tell you right off the bat, I can rank these these chicken sandwiches because I am, I love chicken sandwiches, so I've tried all the new chicken sandwiches. And my rankings, based off of taste, and this is 100% just true, would go Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Wendy's, KFC McDonald's, those six in order. And and those are the only six I've tried, but those those are the big dogs. It's in that order. Now, I usually get the spicy chicken sandwich, so you can take that into consideration. And what's funny is McDonald's, their chicken sandwiches are already pretty bad, but the spicy chicken sandwich is a little bit better. And honestly, the McDonald's one might be better than the KFC one, which is kind of shocking. You'd think KFC would really be pulling out all the stops. But the spicy McDonald's chicken sandwich is good because they have this, like, jalapeno sauce they put on it, which is amazing. Because for, for spicy chicken sandwiches, you can either go one of two routes, either make the chicken spicy or put something on it that's spicy. McDonald's went, hey, we're going to put the spicy sauce on, spicy jalapeno sauce. While... A place like Wendy's says, hey, we're going to just make the chicken spicy. And that will be our, our spicy chicken sandwich. And I, I I, don't know personally which way I like more. I think they both, if done correctly, can be very good. So, yeah, the, the McDonald's, the normal chicken sandwich probably will be very disappointing. The only reason why I kind of like their chicken sandwich is because of the jalapeno sauce they put on the spicy one. But, and, and Burger King, I do, I really have to... Burger King's in spot number three, just, just behind Popeyes and Chick-fil-A because Burger King chicken sandwich, very good. It's it's the best. It is one of the, the better ones. I, I think Chick-fil-A and Popeyes are kind of in their own tier because they they are like when people think of chicken sandwiches, like good chicken sandwiches, they think of those two places. So Burger King, among the other fast food peers, very impressive chicken sandwich. Like anytime I'd be in my hometown and I wanted a chicken sandwich, that's where I would go because they just had the best one. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the, that's the order of chicken sandwiches in terms of rankings when it comes to those six places at least. But anyway, Taco Bell. So while, while these companies are all advertising their new, new fancy chicken sandwich, new chicken, fresh chicken, greatness all around, Taco Bell's over here saying, who cares about the chicken sandwich? We have the chicken chalupa. And you'll see ads. There, there would be ads where uh, one comes to mind specifically where there's a, a business meeting. A bunch of people are in this business meeting, and they're arguing about chicken sandwiches. They're saying, oh, no, it's tomato or uh, mayo and pickle or pickle mayo. Or they're, they're just arguing about chicken sandwiches. And then this, uh, this other younger dude sits down with, with a chicken chalupa, and everyone just pauses and looks at him. And he's like, oh, I have one more. And then they all start fighting over the chicken chalupa and the, the ad ends with like that deep voice Taco Bell guy going like, who needs chicken sandwiches when you can have the chicken chalupa or something like that. And so Taco Bell was just saying, screw chicken sandwiches, we have the chicken chalupa. And it's like they're competing. It It's it was it's so funny to me because all these other companies are just saying, hey, we got these new chicken sandwiches, come check them out. And then Taco Bell's kind of off to the side like, but the chicken chalupa though, like, yeah, chicken chalupa we're going to advertise to a group of people who want the chicken sandwich and just say, no, you don't want the chicken sandwich. You want the chalupa from Taco Bell instead. That's, that's what they're it's, – it's hilarious. I think it's very funny. And then just last week I saw my first ad for this, this new product from Taco Bell. And it's – this is just so ironic to see come out of Taco Bell. It's kind of – it. this reminds me of back when – Apple was removing the headphone jack from their iPhone and everyone was just like, what? You're crazy. You're the, the, people would advertise, like Samsung advertised, hey, our phone still has a headphone jack or the phone with a headphone jack. They would still advertise that because it, everyone thought Apple was out of their mind. And then the next year came along and all, you know, Samsung and Google, well, Google held on a little bit longer, but like Samsung and Huawei and all these big phone companies removed the headphone jack. <laughs> and so... It's kind of like this with Taco Bell because Taco Bell now has the brand new crispy chicken sandwich taco. <laughs> the the crispy crispy chicken sandwich taco from Taco Bell. I I don't necessarily know what all to say about it. It's it's a very what looks like a very more more doughy than a normal tortilla and it's a slab of chicken so it's still shaped like a taco it's it's a very thick doughy tortilla with chicken tender in the middle and some chipotle sauce now i have not tried it yet so i don't know where it will go on the eventual rankings i don't know where it would fit in i also don't even know if i do consider this i don't know if this is considered as as a as a chicken sandwich so so this is I'm going to read, this is off the Taco Bell website, I'm going to read this, this short little couple paragraphs on what they have to say about the crispy chicken taco sandwich. This is the, this is the headline for the, for the little article. Time for a game changer. The crispy chicken taco sandwich is here. There's no shortage of chicken sandwiches out in the world. Everywhere you look, there's a chicken sandwich here, chicken sandwich there, chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich. You just can't seem to escape it. Enough is enough. Is there nothing out there to save us from the monotony? Glad you asked. Every once in a while, something comes along that shakes everything up. Because why be a chicken sandwich when you could be a crispy chicken sandwich taco instead? I've been wondering that my whole life. Why be a chicken sandwich or I could be the Taco Bell crispy chicken sandwich taco instead. It's just a better option. I just want to be the taco sandwich, okay? (laughs) The only thing the crispy chicken sandwich taco has in common with said sandwiches is the name. That's all it is. It's just a name thing. We went sans sandwich and full-on taco to take things to the next level because, honestly, putting chicken between two slices of bread just doesn't cut it anymore. It it really doesn't. We are so behind on our chicken sandwich technology. Two slices of bread, two buns, and a a slab of chicken just doesn't cut it. It doesn't meet the standards anymore. Our approach? Game-changing. We took crispy white meat chicken marinated in jalapeno buttermilk seasoned it with bold mexican spices rolled it in a crunchy tortilla chip coating topped it with creamy chipotle sauce and put it inside a puffy flatbread shell because we could because we could thus the chicken the crispy chicken sandwich taco was born hatched you get the idea Experience the crispy chicken taco sandwich for yourself at participating locations for a limited time. So that's what they got to say about it. (laughs) That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's what Taco Bell's, they're pulling out all the stops. They realized, I, I think, I think this is what must have happened. Taco Bell, they tried pushing their, their chicken chalupa against all these other chicken sandwiches. They realized it wasn't it wasn't working it wasn't doing enough and and so someone someone at Taco Bell HQ came up with this brilliant idea this brilliant idea of of the the crispy chicken sandwich taco and it's so it's it's kind of like it's that double negative where they're saying sandwich and taco in the same line those two words should not be next to each other ever. I don't say, "Hey, mom, can I have a PB and J sandwich, taco sandwich?" No. It, 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 it Taco Bell's just trying to fit in with the cool kids now. All these chicken sandwich lovers—they're just trying to get their get their get their stay in the money. They they just want the chicken sandwich money now. <laughs> and I love because I've noticed taco bell out of all the fast food places want to do this the most Where they they really talk about revolutionizing this type of food product or saying something's wildly outdated whatever game changing their their approach is game changing when when they just take a tortilla soft tortilla put a piece of chicken in the middle game changing it's a very (laughs) it's very interesting it's very interesting i love to see taco bell Concede to all the other chicken sandwich companies out there, and and uh, make take their attempt at, at the at the sandwich, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the big Taco Bell news. That's the big fast food news. It's, I mean, it's re- if you haven't heard about the crispy chicken sandwich taco yet, I I don't know what rock you are living under because this is the most game-changing, revolutionary food product since. And you've guessed it, sliced bread. Because who needs sliced bread anymore? Who wants that uh, between, uh, uh, on the outer rims of their chicken? Who would want two sliced bread? I want one tortilla. Anyway, that's all I got about the the chicken, the the taco, the taco sandwich. That's all I got about it. (laughs) It's time to move on. It's time to move on to some TV, some TV news, some TV updates. First off, I'm I'm gonna do just a brief discussion. the The season hasn't ended yet. There's there's two more episodes at the time of this recording, but I want to briefly talk about Marvel's What If. And for those of you who don't know, Marvel's What If is animated show on Disney Plus. They are bringing back a lot of the voice actors from the original cast, except for like the big dogs like R. D. J. and Chris Evans and whatnot. And they're just hypothetical scenarios. Of oh what if this happened so so I'm just going to read some of the titles so you get an under a little bit of an understanding so this is what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands or what if zombies what if Thor was an o- were an only child so they they just kind of explore these hypotheticals and I remember one funny thing an article I read about this is someone came up with an idea for an episode a, a Guardians of the Galaxy themed episode and they had to they had to toss it because it was revealed that whatever plot they were going to do for their what-if episode was literally the plot for the next Guardians of the Galaxy film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I just find that so amusing that this person, whoever wrote this this idea for a what-if episode, because the what-if episodes are usually a little absurd, this person wrote what they thought was this crazy, absurd, oh, what-if Guardians of the Galaxy episode. And the fact that even though it was as absurd as it probably was, That's the plot for the next Guardians of the Galaxy film. I think that's amazing. I I think the fact that the next Guardians of the Galaxy film is gonna be so out there that someone was just gonna create a hypothetical episode about it, it's amazing. But anyway, a little bit about what if. I, just like a general opinion on it for the moment, and and maybe once it's all out, I'll I'll talk about it a little bit more, but I think it's a really hit or miss show. I think that, I mean, the first episode, I, I really didn't enjoy. And, and it sucks because you can tell there's a lot of effort put into this. They, they're bringing back actors from all the Marvel films, the Marvel Universe. So a lot of effort and time is put into it. It's just – and I don't think it is the concept of doing a what-if series because there have been episodes that I thought were really good. It's just a lot of – at least half of the seven episodes that are out right now, I've, I have not liked I, I just thought they were generally like very mediocre to boring. Now the ones that were good were really good. They I was very interested in them, but it's it just it's it's kind of disappointing to see this this big show produced by one of the biggest movie making companies out there, and just kind of see it fall short. I there is a season two coming out. I don't know when. Hopefully it's a little bit better. Hopefully the last two episodes of this season are a little bit better, but. Yeah, just a, just a little brief consensus. I, I I think I love the concept of it. It's just, I haven't, it hasn't clicked for me. The The episodes haven't really clicked with me. And it's, and I kind of, there's this long running, all the new Disney plus Marvel shows. So I'm talking WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and What If have all been fairly disappointing for me. Especially WandaVision and, and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought were generally kind of just meh, meh, bad. I was not interested at all. Loki did have my attention because I, I think I am just a Loki fanboy. But Loki was the best out of these four shows so far. What if also had a lot of potential, kind of like WandaVision and, and The Falcon, Winter Soldier, but it's just falling short. Loki is the best of the Disney Plus Marvel TV shows at the moment. Hawkeye comes out in November. We'll see how that one does. But I keep telling myself and people that I talk to when I talk Marvel, that they just need to renew the Netflix Marvel shows, at least the good ones. So I'm talking Daredevil, which I think is still the best Marvel TV show and probably some of the best Marvel content someone could watch because of how like real and gritty it was. And then I also said The Punisher. That one was very good. Those are the two I'd revive. I mean, Jessica Jones was also pretty good. I'd be fine with that one coming back. Iron Fist and Luke Cage, I don't need to see again. But the Netflix Marvel shows definitely did something really cool. They they gave you a really real aspect of of the Marvel universe. It, it made it feel like that could kind of happen. While with the movies and even these shows, the the Disney Plus Marvel shows, they still feel very exaggerated in and out there. While I'm watching I'm watching Daredevil and the connections he's making with people are very real. He's in New York. He's in Hell's Kitchen in New York and you you just feel like okay, yeah, this is this is very real feeling, and there's a lot more world building and character development. It's it is fantastic. Dare, Daredevil is very good. If any of you listening like Marvel, I recommend watching Daredevil on Netflix. And then Punisher is introduced in season two of Daredevil, which then led to two seasons of the Punisher. So they're interconnected, which is why I like both of those a lot compared to the other Netflix Marvel stuff. But yeah, I I'm I'm just with what if I'm I'm. It's just kind of another disappointing Marvel show to me. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe the next two episodes can kind of close it on some better terms. And hopefully then when Hawkeye comes, hopefully Hawkeye can hit the, hit the spot. But, but we'll see. We will see. Now talking about What If, another show that came out recently on Disney Plus was Star Wars Visions. Now this was cool because they released them all at once. So Disney likes to do the weekly releases for a lot of their shows, original shows, which is fine. I get it. Keep the hype going. But with Star Wars Visions, they just drop them, drop them all at once. I'm very happy they did that because they all are relatively short episodes. They're all under 20 minutes. There's nine of them. And so they just drop them all at once. And they kind of follow the what-if format. Now, I have to admit, I like Star Wars a lot more than I like Marvel. Really, the only things in Marvel I like are I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. And I guess I really like Daredevil. Daredevil's part of the Spider Man universe, so so I really just like all things around like Spider Man and his c- companions, and then the the villains in the Spider Man universe. Don't really care much about the other other stuff, and that's, I mean, that's that. But with Star Wars, I kind of love it all. I just love. I'm. I grew up with Star Wars. I love Star Wars, and I I've I don't think I'll ever not like Star Wars. I I mean I have had my disappointments. So I and I've talked about this before, but the the newest trilogy in the Skywalker saga the the force awakens uh, last jedi and skywalker last jedi skywalker returns I don't know I don't rem- I don't even know the names but the Disney Star Wars films the, those three I really didn't like and I kind of ignore now I did I did like the spin-offs I liked the solo and the rogue one those were both actually really good but so I I've, I've had things that I haven't liked in Star Wars but for the most part I'm always willing to give something a try now this this show visions I definitely wanted to give it a try because it combined two things I love Star Wars and anime. So I I love anime. I love that Japanese culture and animating style and voice acting. I I love the emotions you get through Japanese voice acting. They're like the strength in the voice. It's It's so fun to listen to. And so, what this show was Star Wars, Lucasfilms, Disney, they got a bunch of animators from Japan, animated anime animators. I think it was seven different companies, and they animated nine total episodes. And these episodes are kind of like what-if episodes. They're just hypothetical Star Wars adventures. And what was so cool about this series is that they were all different styles, and they all kind of told different stories. And they were all just crazy anime out there show, like episodes, one-off episodes. And it was, I loved it. I, I, I do have to say just, I did love it. Obviously, there were some ups and downs in the in this series. There were some episodes that weren't as great, but I don't think there was necessarily any bad episode. I think I think the show did a really good job at kind of accompanying, like capturing all of anime into a season. I, I don't know if they'll do a season two. I'd love a season two, but I don't know if they will. But they've had they had like their music episode. They had like their heartfelt one. Now there were just a lot of really action packed ones, which obviously I'm okay with. I think the coolest thing about this series was seeing all the, just the creativity. Obviously animation style was awesome to see in each episode to see what style they would choose. And I think that the companies probably love that too. Just, hey, create an episode, animate it however you like. I think that allowed for a lot of creative freedom. But what I really liked seeing was how these companies were dealing with really the The weapons that that characters would use. So, for example, the lightsaber, very popular weapon in a lot of the episodes, if not all of them. I don't actually might not be in all of them, but it's in quite a lot of them. but these you would just see these crazy different lightsaber designs, and I loved it. I just love seeing the the creativity and exploration and design of these weapons that, for the most part, the craziest lightsaber we've all ever seen would have been either Darth Maul's dual lightsaber or Kylo Ren's lightsaber with the two split ends at the base of the of the handle. That's the most creativity we've seen with lightsabers. This show, great. there's an umbrella lightsaber. There's like a samurai sword lightsaber. There's a lightsaber that can grow and shorten. There's a whip lightsaber. It's, it's fantastic. I loved it. And now I do have to say, I I do have to say, I I just want to point this out. I'm not going to necessarily spoil anything. I mean, I told you what some of the lightsabers look like, but I want to tell you at least what my favorite episode was. And my favorite episode was the first episode, actually, called The Duel. So The Duel, it's about maybe a 15 to 18 minute episode, and The animation style for this episode is, I think it's the best in the whole series. I think the animation style in this first episode is incredible. It's a grayscale, almost hand-drawn with pencil animation. So it's this black and white animation. And the only things that are colored are the lightsabers, the gun bullets, and like the electricity around, so light bulbs and whatnot. So it just created this really cool, unique, viewing experience and the story that was told in the duel was also incredible i i loved it and i'm not going to spoil it because if if you don't even want to watch the whole series i'd at least watch this first episode because it's it it was a true delight to watch i i really did love it and and the other the other thing with this series is because it was made by japanese creators there is the original in japanese language with english subtitles which is how i watched the entire show in in japanese with english subtitles and that's how i watch a lot of my anime i don't watch many anime in english or what would be called dubbed but i do plan on watching this show again and i probably will watch it dubbed the next time i want to see the english actors because i know some of the english actors for these episodes and they're they're pretty good pretty big bigger names people that i recognize so i I am going to give it a go in english as well so you could watch it either way. If if you don't want to watch it in Japanese, you can easily watch it in English because Disney made sure that they would have that option. But yeah, Visions was it was a very cool Star Wars project. I I was I was really happy with it, and and I hope I hope they they do a second season. I think this show I, this this show Star Wars Visions is what what if tried to be in my opinion. Now the the thing with what if is it's using characters that we already know while while this this show it's using characters we've never met before so it's not it's not an exact copy and paste formula idea of what if it's not hey what if luke was what if luke was a sith instead whatever it's not like that but it it's still that hypothetical play and i think what if could have been it i think I think what if even using characters that we already know, like Tony Stark and Hawkeye and and the Winter Soldier, I think they still could have done something closer to what Visions is like. I I think they could have executed it better. Visions is the better what if, in my opinion. I I really liked it. And yes, maybe I am a little biased because I do like Star Wars more. But that's, that's just my take. That is my take. Now, the episodes are also a lot shorter than the What If episodes. What If episodes are usually 30 minutes while these were all around 14 to 20 minutes. I think the shortest was about 13 minutes. But anyway, that's, that's what I got on What If. That's, I, I, I had to talk about it. I just finished it the other day. Had to talk about it because I, I do love Star Wars and I love, I just, I, I thought it was a really cool, really cool show. And now it's time to go on to the last bit I got to talk about. I said we had a lot to talk about and I didn't, I was not joking. I was not kidding. So the last bit, this is the music, the music part of the episode. We're going to talk about two artists, two artists, one who's been around for pretty, pretty good, good amount of time, quite well known. I love them a lot. And that's the Lumineers. So the Lumineers, they're, the Lumineers, I think, are one of the better bands out there. Not only do I think their songs are are very very good, and and I mean the voice the 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 vocals for the, for those songs are incredible. The instrumentation's incredible. I think they're a very good present day band. I I think they're above well well above the standards of what would be a good band currently. You know when I think of other bands that people might relate them to Mumford and Sons or. One Republic, Imagine Dragons, what you know, just other other bands, groups of guys, Maroon 5, whatever. I think the Lumineers is probably in the top three, 100%. I, I, I really am loving, I, I really enjoy all their music. And so recently they released a, a collection of three EPs. One was called Love, it came out August 4th, and then Loss, which came out August 11th, and then Crimes, which came out August 18th. And all these, all these EPs were were kind of a selection of their, their songs from their three studio albums. And so they would put the songs that would be associated with that word. So for Love, they had, I think, five songs kind of around the topic of love. You know, Ophelia was in there, big song. That's probably what a lot of people would know them for. Ophelia is their biggest song, I believe. And then the same went for Loss and the same went with, with Crimes. Loss was my favorite of the three. But it was just essentially three EPs, of just collections of some of their best music. And if, if you don't know the Lumineers a lot, or if you only know them for Ophelia and Cleopatra or whatever, I just recommend listening to those three EPs. Love, love Loss and Crimes. You don't need to go listen to their three albums. Just listen to those three EPs and you're getting some of the best of their music. Anyway, I listened to them. Loved them. I, 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 think, I think they were great. And now they're, they're prepping... For their fourth studio album, Brightside, it's coming out January fourteenth. The first single has already been released, and I thought it was a, a very good single. But yeah, I'm just very excited. I, I think I, I think a lot more people should should be listening to them. I, I know on Spotify, I believe they have around 13 million monthly listeners, which is a lot. It, it is a it is a lot, but I, I just think that their music is is so fantastic, and it's it's very raw because and and it's big part of it is the voice i i don't know the lead singer's name but his voice just has such a such like a weight and a and a growl it's it's a very unique and beautiful voice it sounds like it should be harsh but it's also not such a it's such a good voice and and yeah the the style of their music it's it's beautiful and yeah i'm i'm just generally very excited to see to see what this next album brings, I I thought the first single was pretty good, and so I'm 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 very excited. I'm very excited, and yeah, I, the only main reason why I am talking about this is because I've been listening to those three EPs quite a bit, and and I've I've really enjoyed them. I and like I said, Loss is my favorite of the three, and I threw a bunch of those songs from that into just my normal playlist that I listen to music in, and it, it's it's very good. It's I I enjoyed it a lot. It some of those songs would be. You know, Angela, Donna, Salt in the Sea, which is from their third album, which I, I thought that that song's crazy good. It wasn't easy to be happy for you. Just I, I think all the songs from that second EP, the the collections of songs on that second EP, I liked them all. They were all so good. Um, but but yeah, I I'm I'm very excited to see what the Lumineers' next album will be like. And and really, this is just me advertising for them. I'm just telling you to go listen to them. But I, I feel like I should I should tell you about them. It's it's one of those things that if you don't know of them, well, I'm here to let you know. I'm here to tell you, hey, this is a group you need to go check out. The next person I want to talk about, relatively new and young artist. She's 23 at the moment. And her name's Charlie Adams. And she really just started in 2019. She she released a cup. Her, her first single was november 22nd of 2019 and that was followed by her first ep good at being young on january 31st of 2020 and that i think had a total of six songs and i'll say the first first honestly the first two years were kind of i think an experimental phase for her because the songs you can tell they're getting there to where her current sound is but they're not there yet and so I don't think there, those, those first couple songs, that first EP and the couple singles that followed it were crazy good. There were a couple that I really enjoyed. But the first, first bit of music she had wasn't anything to be I, – I don't think it was anything too special. But then she started releasing some singles that led into her first album, which came out July 16th of this year, 2021. And it was called Bullseye. That's the name of the album. And that album, I just recently discovered, maybe two weeks ago. And the reason I discovered this person, she did a song with an artist I really like. His name is Novo Amor. And the, Novo Amor, he, he's a very, very unique artist. His, it's, it's falsetto, very... I don't even know how to describe his music. His music is... I, I haven't found anyone else who sounds like Novo Amor. He, just beautiful sounds. And that, I'm going to spell it for you. N-O-V-O-A-M-O-R. That's that's his name. But he, I, I really do love his music. I guess if you were to say I were to have a guilty pleasure artist, and, and that's a kind of weird thing to say, at least when you're talking about me, because I do just listen to all types of music. I, I really enjoy listening to all types of music. But if you were to say, hey, what's your guilty pleasure artist? It would probably be Novo more. And part of that's because he is just such a unique artist where I don't know anyone else like him. Maybe the closest I could relate him to, the closest artist I could relate him to would maybe be Bon Iver. Has a little bit of those same vibes, but but still not not quite. But he, I, I really love listening to him. And he, he's one of those people that if I played any of his music to any of my friends, they would just, they'd be saying, what is this? What, what am I listening? Why are you playing this? They would think I'm joking with them just because... He's not, the the type of music he makes is not music that a lot of people, at least my age would, would listen to, but very, very beautiful voice, love his stuff. And I found out, I found Charlie Adams through him because he did a song with her that's on her album, Bullseye. And so I, I remember I, it was in my release radar on Spotify and I added it to my playlist. It was called, the, the song is called 17 again, and... I listened to the song as, as like I normally do whenever I add new songs each week to my to my playlist. And I I enjoyed it, but I think I remember I kind of brushed over it. I kind of forgot about it. And then that was that was a while ago. That was back in June or July, and I just kind of forgot about it. And then recently I kind of got my little Novo more kick. So I started listening to a lot of his stuff because he had a new song called Haven, which I really loved. And so I went back and listened to a lot of his other stuff and I found the song again, 17 again with uh, Charlie Adams and I started to really like it. So I decided, Hey, I'm going to check out this other artist, Charlie Adams. And I found her album bullseye and I, and I listened to it. I listened to the whole album and I really loved it. It it's, I love this album. It's, it's, I love it. It's so good. It's amazing, and I love her sound. It's it's beautiful. Her voice is great. The songs are fun and and unique. It's a beautiful album, and it's the album now that sits atop of my saved albums tier list. It's not really a tier list. It's just so on Spotify. I always have. I have four playlists pinned. This is just a little bit about my Spotify account. I have four playlists pinned. And then I have a bunch of albums saved that are my primary albums. So whenever a new Friday comes along and new music is released, I will I will download any of the new albums I want to listen to, and then after I listen to them, I'll unsave and resave my selected albums so that they're always on top of my my Spotify list, whatever. Because Spotify now shows all your playlists and albums in the same same list, so I, I make sure that these albums are always on top. And, you know, these, these include, I'll just go through them because there's not a lot. On the bottom of it is Nectar by Joji. Really awesome album. Above that is Punisher by Phoebe Bridges, who I think is a beautiful, fantastic artist. I, I, and that album is amazing. Above that is Solar Power by Lord, one of her n- new albums. And I, also a great album. Obviously, I'm not going to have an album that I don't like on this list. So I, I probably won't say I like the album every time. Above that is The Book of Us by Day Six, which is a K-pop group, a K rock more. Very cool album. Above that is In a Dream by Troy Zavon. Above that is Ariana Grande's Positions, then Sab Rock by John Mayer, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, and now Bullseye by Charlie Adams. And for the longest time, because I'll listen to a playlist of music musics, a playlist of different songs, or I'll listen to a podcast. But these are the albums I'll always go back to and I can just play and know I'll enjoy them. And currently, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo has been the go-to one for me, where if I can't think of anything to play, I don't want to, even in my list of albums, I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to Sob Rock by John Mayer or Punisher by Phoebe Bridges. I know that I can just play Sour by Olivia Rodrigo and enjoy it. That That's probably been my most played album over the past Four, five months ever since that album came out back in May but now over the past over the past two weeks now that I've discovered Charlie Adams her album Bullseye has been that album so I obviously I still do love Sour by Olivia Rodrigo still listen to that and enjoy it a lot but Bullseye is now this album that I'll just play when I want to listen to something and know I'll enjoy it I'll just play this album and I enjoy it all the way through It's it's one of those albums and it's one of those albums so much so that I not even a week ago, I ordered it on vinyl and it's already at my house waiting for me to go home and put it on the vinyl player and listen to it. So I did get it on vinyl and I'm I'm actually very excited to listen to it. it yeah, I think that just kind of explains how good it is because normally I listen to a new artist. So I listened to Solar Power by Lord when that came out and I thought, oh, that'd be a good vinyl to get, but I, don't, I didn't get it. Like, I wasn't convinced enough. Obviously, I do think 100% it would sound good on vinyl but I wasn't Feeling it so much so that I was gonna get it immediately Punisher another is another one of those examples by Phoebe Bridges. That one I will actually probably get at some point, but that's another one where I was so sort I of thought, oh, that'd be good on vinyl, but I don't need it on vinyl. Well, this album bullseye I, I've listened to it enough now where I got to the point where I was just like, I need this on vinyl. I want to have this album on vinyl so I can listen to it. and so I just went to her website and I bought it and Done deal. Signed, signed, sealed, delivered. It's mine. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's a fantastic artist. I would go check her out. I'll, I'll I'll spell out her name just so you know. It's C H A R L I, and then Adams A D A M S. So her and the Lumineers. That's that's your homework for the for the week. Go go check out those two artists. Anyway, I, I think that's it. I've talked about all the stuff, all the lots of things that I had on my list. I've talked about the the wild and crazy Super Mario movie coming out. I've talked about Taco Bell and, and their – I I honestly can't even take Taco Bell seriously anymore. But I've talked about their crispy chicken sandwich taco. I've talked about Star Wars, Visions, and What If. And then I've talked about the Luminers and Charlie Adams. That's it. That's all I got. That's, you've you've sucked all the content out of me for the week. That is, we're done. We're we're finished. Anyway, now that we are here, I I have to thank you. Thank you for listening to this point. Thank you for listening to me ramble on, uh, like that famous Led Zeppelin song. And if you did enjoy the show, go subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or or Google Podcasts or wherever it is you do listen and. If you want to help out even more, go write a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome and greatly appreciated, and we will read it out. I, I, I would love to read out, read out some reviews, so if you feel like you have enough time, go write a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it out in one of the episodes. And thank you. Just thank you for, for taking your time to listen to the show. I, next week, hopefully, Connor will be back, and we can get some Costa Rica stories. But on that note, have a great week have a great day and i hope uh, you just just have a have a great time anyway i'll talk to you next week bye bye